With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do I not see with Corey? I know there's the height thing, but seriously, what do I not get about the Corey of it all? His face is not it for me. And I I know that he like knows that, but is the body just really that incredible? Because if Corey was hitting on me, I'd be like, ugh, gross. He just feels like an STD. But all the ladies are loving him over on Winterhouse, so I'm, there must be something I'm missing. Maybe when I see him at BravoCon, cut to me being like, I get it. Yes, he's liked some transphobic tweets and posts and things, but I get it. I get it. Anyway, welcome to She Speaks Bravo, your source for unnecessarily detailed and analytical recaps of your favorite reality TV shows. Make sure you like this video, subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss when I upload new episodes. For my audio listeners, please rate and or review the show on whatever platform you listen. It is a great free way to support the pod. Okay, now let's get into episode one of Winter House, season three. I'm so happy the house is better. The house has been harrowingly small for not just for a lot of people, but for a lot of like tall people, you know, Austin, Craig, I'm like, they can barely fit in that kitchen. So this house is no joke an upgrade. Like, okay. I think is everyone getting their own room? My word. Kyle, Corey, Malia, and Katie are first to arrive. Now, little backstory for those who don't know my history with Below Deck. I have watched Malia on Below Deck. The last season I watched of a Malia season was the one with Hannah, where Hannah quits and all of that nonsense with the vape pen and everything. So I don't like Malia. And I didn't, it's not even the whole she went and said something to Captain Sandy with the pen or whatever. It was just her energy in general. Didn't love it. So I'm not super pumped to have her here. However, I understand why it's a good idea to incorporate the below deck people because when Katie was like, I don't even know who Schwartz is, I said, oh, you need to get more involved with Bravo. And it makes sense because they're like on boats, you know, they don't sit around watching TV. They're they're busy. So it kind of makes sense that they would be the most disconnected. But I get why they're bringing him in. However, there are just so many other people that I would have picked before I picked Malia. You know, but I guess they're looking for a specific age group. I She maybe is the one that had, like, what are you going to do, Kate? Kate hasn't done it forever, and I love Kate. Um, who else? Hannah, you know, she's, pre- she's got a baby. It's not the same thing. Aisha is going to be there eventually. Riley is going to be there eventually. A very below deck heavy situation. It's also smart. Wait, hold on. I'm also having another realization. It's also good because 
Below Deck has such a huge fan base, and that fan base will now watch Winter House. So that's what, although, you know, by pulling in Malia, is that really the move? Although maybe people like her. I got to say, though, I've never been more flooded, not never, but I was flooded with DMs with people all saying they hate Malia. Like I posted like a preview for the for this episode and every, the, everything was I hate Malia. So you know maybe they're hiding under a rock somewhere. Like I know there are there are Teddy lovers somewhere. I had one hit me up in my DMs calling me a troll for not liking Teddy. I can't even get into that. I mean that's how do I even unpack that? Right? Like get out of here. So Malia and Katie, though, they immediately like Corey. They recognize he's a fuckboy. You know, wait a minute. Maybe that's sort of just like what it is. The magic of fuckery, fuckboyery. You know, maybe that's what, maybe that's the attraction is that it's such a bad idea. You can tell it's a bad idea. He's such a like in your face flirt too. Okay. They're also younger than me. Like. I'm turning 40 in February. So, you know, maybe if I was younger, I'd be like, I get it. You know, maybe that's what it is. And here I, I like Brian for crying out loud. I mean, he gets less and less attractive, unfortunately, <laughs> this episode. Um, but I think he would just be the funnest friend. Brian is just, he's just such a silly little goofball. Now, because I have not watched, I haven't watched Katie on Below Deck before at all, so I didn't realize that Katie and Malia were, like, as tight as they were. They work together. They live together. You know, so they're they're tight. Danielle rides up with her friend Casey, and I like that they gave her a friend, and this friend seems like the down-to-earth one. You know, she's the first person to go to bed at night. And I'm like, okay, respect. I feel her vibes. Um, at this point... Danielle and Robert, they have been broken up for five months, and she admits that she is trying to run away from heartbreak. I find Danielle's honesty about the Robert thing to be refreshing. She didn't need to be that honest. Like later when she admits that she bumped into Robert and he made it clear they were not getting back together. I was like, she didn't need to say that. She could have left that out, you know, but she didn't. She was honest about it. Let's see, where am I? Jordan is next to arrive. She considers herself a mix of Riri and Stevie Nicks. I was actually like, okay, yeah. Because after watching Summer House Martha's Vineyard, I was like, how do I describe Jordan? Like, I don't I was kind of left with a big question mark about her. Um, but this is kind of a decent comparison if you will. And then after seeing the way the men throw themselves at her, uh, I can see why maybe she was extra on alert on Martha's Vineyard. You know, that she had the whole meltdown about the guys like claiming her or whatever, all that stuff that seemed kind of out of nowhere. Then we got two guys try to kiss her on the first freaking night. And I'm like, oh, so she, she's just got something. I'll probably fall in love with her when I see her at BravoCon. I can guarantee it actually. I can actually, she should probably stay away from me now that I think about it. Yeah. I'm not to be trusted around someone that beautiful. 
No, no. And her boobs, they're so beautiful. Like I want to take her boobs into like my boob doctor that I'm eventually going to have and get those boobs. See, I'm already, oh, this is going to, my coverage of Winter House is going to be incredibly horny. Because, <laughs> I mean, these people are all so gorgeous. When you see these people in real life, you're like, okay, I get how you like, you have to put them on a show. I don't know what exactly for, but like, they're just so beautiful. So you put them all in a house and they better be fucking, <laughs> you know? Okay, moving on. Danielle and Casey arrive and... Danielle apparently knows Jordan from New York City, which, love that. Love that connect. Kyle then says that Tom Schwartz is coming, and I'm living for having our, what's the, our voices, our reactions there in the house with Jordan and Danielle both gasping, like, what? Huh? Because that's how we all would be, right, if we were in the house during – because this is the height of Scandaval. Like, let's try to take ourselves back to that that time when we found out Tom Schwartz was going. We were like, you're going to Winter House? Wow. So I appreciate them. But then Jordan says in her confessional, she says – Somehow I always find myself in someone else's mess. And I, I like to stay out of the mess, keep it Mr. Clean. How are you in the middle of it? Like, I don't think just because you're doing the show with him, that's not. Danielle can be in the middle of it. That's fair because Danielle is friends with Katie. But Jordan, you can sit this one out. You're fine. You're good, girl. Katie doesn't even know, uh, below deck Katie doesn't even know who Tom Schwartz is. And they're about to have a rendezvous. So, ugh, God, gross. Brian and Alex arrive. Danielle is immediately attracted to Alex. She likes hair. She likes men with hair. Because remember when she first met Robert? Robert had hair. She really is into men with locks, Okay. Brian sets up Alex so much here. He goes, hey, Alex, give that toast I like so much. And Alex says, to rattlesnakes and condoms, two things I don't fuck with. Everyone's like, ew, I don't even want to touch this guy now. What? That was weird. Now, see, I don't have any history with Alex. This is the first time I've ever seen this human being. I think he's kind of boring, personally. He doesn't have the... the Something. I find Corey more interesting. I just, I don't like men that think being a flirt is like a personality. And I'm like, are you even flirting? Like, I don't know. But Brian, you know I love Brian. But Brian and Alex give very opposing versions of their friendship. Brian, we have a lot in common. Alex, we don't have much in common. He's kind of a unique brand. Yeah, he's interesting. Brian says, he's always down to do something, no matter what. Alex. He's also extremely flaky, which I would like more information on because that's not a great quality to have. Brian says they're like Batman and Robin. They all go to some car at some point to get supplies. I, you know, you can't, I, I just want more information. Like who did that run? Was it a, was it a PA? How, like how much money was that? They went and got like food at a restaurant and they also had like other supplies, like booze and stuff. Like they have stepped up the budget for this, <laughs> this season of Winter House. Okay. Usually they, it is like, figure it out. We don't provide shit. But this time they're like, for day one, don't worry, we'll just provide it. And I was like, I prefer this. I don't need them roughing it all the time. 
Brian asks Kyle who else is coming, and this is when they get into how Tom Sandoval is definitely not coming. And, dude, they showed a savage flashback. <laughs> the flashbacks they show uh, is dumbass Tom when he's talking to Ariana. I mean, this is a heavy scene to show. Tom being like, Raquel and I, we became good friends. And Ariana, I don't give a fuck about fucking Raquel. <gasps> so good. And then the other flashbacks, though, is Tom crying and sobbing on Schwartz and Schwartz being like, you done fucked up, buddy. And then he's and then Tom crying over like off to the window, like crying and at Lisa's. Pathetic. Pathetic. Kyle vouches for Tom Schwartz. He's like, you know, he's actually a good guy. He's just made some mistakes, you know, kind of like myself. And then I remembered when Schwartz did that epic fail of a Watch What Happens Live. Kyle posted something like, guys, this isn't cool. Like, maybe it was just a comment on someone's post. It's not cool to insinuate that he was like on drugs or something. Sometimes we do our best. We ask questions, whatever he said. But I, now it makes sense. Schwartz is not Mr. Innocent. I know a lot of people still like Schwartz, but Schwartz is low key, really, really toxic, almost on the level of Tom Sandoval. He just doesn't have the like, oh gosh, stuff. And Sandoval is truly like a cult leader with his damn band. He th- he really views himself on that high godlike level. And Tom Schwartz doesn't. So there's the difference. But in terms of how they treat women, Schwartz is so toxic. So I love Brian having no clue that everyone was getting rooms. So uh, Danielle comes up and she's like, you guys, Corey and Kyle, you got the, the bedrooms upstairs. And Brian's like, Hold on, wait. Did everyone just go claim rooms? Is that what just happened right now? Damn it. But it's okay, dude. There are apparently rooms for everyone. It's not like someone's going to end up... And I love the below deck people all taking like small rooms. All of them feel much more comfortable in tiny quarters. They're like, this is how I exist comfortably and securely. Danielle was in Aspen two weeks prior, and this is when she talks about bumping into Robert, and says, it wasn't my favorite. And I really am impressed with her honesty. In her confessional, she says that she'd be lying if she said she didn't want to run into Robert and hopefully get back together again. But he made it, he made it clear that's never going to happen. What the fuck? What did, what did that fucker say? Honestly, I, you know, good riddance. Last season when he was all, when he was all weird about coming up with a plan for buying a house or having any sort of future plans whatsoever, I'm like, He just looked like he was struggling, like he was barely keeping it together. Chefs are gnarly and they work gnarly hours and he looked like he was doing some, you know, I wouldn't even say in his mind, probably medicinal recreational drugs to keep himself awake because he was all gaunt and he looked all like pale and poor Daniel. I feel for Danielle because she just... She probably thought he was so perfect. Danielle's been on the hunt for a while, like everyone, I guess, looking for a man. And then Robert came along and it seemed to be so perfect. But uh, no, 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 no. Dark. He's a dark. He's a darkness to him. And Danielle is all light, you know? Wait, what? 
BravoCon is almost here and I swear to God, I cannot risk getting a breakout, okay? They have ruined many events of mine. The breakouts around my chin were especially prominent about two months ago, but Apostrophe is sponsoring the pod and they have kind of changed my skin. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear up acne. Simply fill out one of those online consultations about your skin goals and your medical history, then snap a few selfies and a dermatology provider will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, and even back, chest, and butt acne. So I had already been using tretinoin, but they sent me tretinoin and azelaic acid. I'd never even heard of azelaic acid, but this stuff is better. Look it up. But it's just because I filled out the online form and they looked at the results and they looked at my skin because you send in selfies and they build a customized plan for you. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash she speaks. When you use our code, she speaks. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash she speaks and click get started. Then use our code she speaks at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you so much apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. Wait, what? Every time I thought of buying an electric toothbrush or water flosser, I didn't want to have the bulky charger and the cords. It's just not aesthetically pleasing. Well, Quip solves that problem. Their stuff is so sleek and it has all the same benefits as an electric toothbrush, as a water flosser, but looking chic on my bathroom counter. The water flosser is especially chic. These things are normally really bulky and they even thought of everything. There's an extra wide lid that fits right under the faucet and it fills up in seconds. The cordless rechargeable battery lasts up to eight weeks with daily use. So there's none of the tangled cords or charging docks that I just don't like. This can blast away up to 99.9% of plaque from treated areas with precision. Thanks to the 360 degree rotating magnetic floss tip that snaps into place. Really easy to control water flow too. That leaves you feeling squeaky clean. Just a little touch of a button. Sleek and slim enough to keep your counterparts as clean as your teeth. And $7 replacement floss tips shipped to you every three months months to keep things up flowing smoothly and prevent mineral deposits from building up. That's huge. And the Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 9 million mouths. When I told my friend I was sponsored by Quip, he went nuts because he's been wanting a Quip himself. If you're really on top of brushing your teeth, you can upgrade your Quip with a smart motor. This tracks and improves your brushing with the free Quip app. Also, you can earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. In addition to brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from $7. If you go to getquip.com slash bravo right now, you'll get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, and water flosser. That's your 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum 
gum dispenser, water flosser at getquip.com slash bravo, spelled G-E-T-Q-I-P dot com slash bravo. Quip, the good habits company. Don't activate me because you've not seen me activate it. Katie comes down at one point and she's like, oh, I'm going to make a ranch water. And Alex is like, oh, I'll have one. And Brian's like, oh, do you have bartending skills? I don't know why that's funny. And Malia and Katie are like, yeah, no, we both work on a boat. We work on the same boat, actually. Well, Alex thinks he can flex here. He's like, these chicks. Yeah, I captain day charters. Malia goes, what license do you have? He says, 100 ton. She says, I have my chief mate, 3,000. And Brian's like, oh, wait, so you like you drive a super massive super yacht? She's like, yeah, I'm a second officer. And Brian goes, well, that's actually very attractive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, buddy. Brian throws out the option. He's like, so you girls, you know, you weren't used to working on you. What would you, you know, you're used to running around traveling. How about dating someone who's messy? And they immediately are like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Brian's like, okay, yeah, cool. Because I was just asking for a friend of mine. How do you not love him? Although I will say if I had to deal with a man that me- as messy as Brian, yeah, that wouldn't happen. But I don't even want to live with someone ever again. We can have two separate homes. I'll f- I will visit. Amanda FaceTimes Kyle and he's like, hey, babe, I miss you. And she goes, I don't. He says in his confessional, I am a lot for Amanda. So now that she's not here, I can let my freak flag fly without having someone chop it down. (coughs) It was so, I'm like, Kyle, you are now getting to the point where you have been doing this a long time and it's real rehearsed and like real showboaty in these confessionals. You know what I mean? (laughs) Chop it down. Oh, it was, it was cheese. Dinner was being stored in the warming drawers. I was with, their, with Danielle when someone was like, they're in the warming drawers. And Danielle's like, oh, my God, how could I not know they're in the warming drawer? Like, what the hell? I am OK with this fancy, fancy place. They're just going to destroy it, though. They serve themselves and they sit down to eat. And Alex tells Danielle, you're trouble. I don't shut up. What does that even mean? More like you are trouble. And you do this weird thing where you say that to a girl and it's supposed to mean what? Like, I'm going to get you in trouble. Like, what does that, what, what does that mean? Thanks. What? Danielle's like not super falling for it either. She's like, okay. Um, but you're still hot and I love your hair. Brian brings up that he wants to be married by 35 and he's trying, like, you could tell this is like his mom and the, and the, and the whole like Indian community that he deals with. You could tell that the, none of these people here at this table are like, they're they're not on board with that. They're like, huh? None of us are co-signing your need to get married by 35 because then if you're not married by 35, it's over for you. That was an interesting lesson for him to learn, to say that in a group of people that all don't agree with the weird traditional standards that we have come to or that he has come to expect or accept rather. Where am I? Malia asks. Oh, then Malia goes, what's everyone's relationship status? And she goes, well, you know, you're single to Brian. But then it gets around to Corey and that man, he stalls, he chews, he swallows, he stutters. And then finally he says he met a girl over the summer in the Hamptons. And in his confessional, 
He goes, you know, we haven't put a label on it to make it official. So it's in a gray area. So, you know, I can still have a little fun. I mean, oh, man, how do I say this without sounding like a douchebag? You can't. You can't. Okay? And then Danielle's confessional is, this is not like a situation ship. This is a relationship. Okay? It's not casual. And they show pictures of Sam and Corey like out and about. Now, obviously, I don't know the exact dates on those pictures, but I'm sure they're pulling from, like, that time period. It's like, Corey, Corey. They all kind of, like, get changed to do whatever, like, phase two is of the evening. And Brian and Alex talk about how they're both into Jordan and Malia. Or no. Is that who it was? Jordan and Malia? Jordan and... Sure, why not? Uh, Alex was actually voted biggest flirt in high school. But Brian over here, he's looking for a wifey for lifey. I'm probably not going to find it on this trip. But you know what? Weirder things have happened. What am I even saying? It could happen, actually. In the kitchen, some of them are like hanging out. And Brian asks Jordan, this was actually good. He goes, give me your smize. Give me your best smize. And then she gives him a smize. And I was like, okay, he's doing pretty good. He's not doing too bad. But then, but then Alex swoops in and he convinces her to like smize all the way to the hot tub together. So... Casey goes to bed, queen, get it. But then, Brian, you were doing so well. He's flirting with Malia, and he goes, man, you're like an ogre. (sighs) Okay, Brian was on Watch What Happens Live, and he once again was like, you know, like in Shrek, when he says the donkey's like an onion? And I don't think Brian realizes that the phrase, you're like an onion with all these layers, is not from Shrek. (laughs) They didn't create that. Nope. That's been around for a while. So he like, he's like, you know, like in Shrek, like donkey layers getting worse, buddy, just getting worse. So strike major strike there in the hot tub, which seems like it's kind of difficult and annoying to get into. Alex is like, Jordan, you're beautiful, all drunk. And she goes, okay, what does that mean? And then he like, I've never seen him more. I was like, they slow it down. He so slowly like goes all the way and she waits until he gets up here and then swerves. Like, what did she think he was going to do up to that point? And just goes, Mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. And she's looking right at the camera that's out there. I'm like, he, and he, he just stays like swerved. He's like, wow. And then he goes, oh, it's torturing me. Oh, creepy. And she goes, okay, I'm ready to go to sleep. Corey then starts a snowball fight that's half indoor, half half outdoor. And of course, I'm like, the house, the fucking house. But then everyone starts going to bed. Jordan has come back in, changed out of her, you know, hot tub attire. And she's ready for bed. And Brian is like, okay, let's say goodbye to me. And Jordan's like, okay, well, we're going to the same place. And he goes, no. And so she goes to, like, hug him, but he clearly wants to kiss her. So I was like, oh, okay. That's why Jordan is, like, an on guard <laughs> with men. Because, goddamn, that's, like, two of you guys? Brian, you haven't even been talking to Jordan all night. How is she going to start kissing you, buddy? You know what I mean? Ew, Samantha, she texts Corey, I hope you had a good night. And he just writes, for sure, period, sleep well. (sighs) Dick. 
rich. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dude. Okay, so I know we don't like Malia. I was like, I don't like Malia. But the next day, Malia is up at 630 in the morning and cleans the entire kitchen spotless and says, I honestly don't mind. It's like a hobby for me. Okay, well, actually, then she's great to have around. I think everyone can agree on that. If there's someone who wakes up that early and you, by the time you get up, the kitchen is spotless. Mm, yeah, you're a pretty valuable asset to this home. Okay. <laughs> Brian goes and checks in with Alex, though, before he goes all the way upstairs to the kitchen. And Alex is claiming he doesn't remember the hot tub. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that, but we'll see. Jordan seems, I can't tell, but it seems like she had a little anxiety or something, which would be, I like, I don't know how these people, they do, they, people are built a certain way, man, because, yeah, they had a night. Casey works in crypto, and she's talking to Brian, she's like, I'm a total nerd, he's like, oh, me too, and for a second, I was like, hey, they could, never mind, actually, nope, there's zero connection there, unless I'm wrong, I would love it. I would absolutely adore it. He does need someone who's equally in like tech or that kind of stuff, you know? But that's also Danielle. But Danielle and Brian have like a brother-sister relationship. You can just tell, right? Schwartz text Kyle. What's Okay, wait. Am I remembering the timeline correctly? When Schwartz did that weird interview um, in the airport with one of the TMZ people, was that when we thought he was on his way to Winter House, or was that just a different time? I want to say we thought it was when he was on his way to Winter House. I think that's the same thing. So Schwartz tells Kyle, I'm on my way to LAX. Man, I'd be more pumped, but this whole melodrama has quite a hold over me. And then to think he gets to the airport, and either he called them, or there's this one TMZ guy who's just been stalking their every move. Is anyone else uncomfortable with those TMZ things? Like when they're like not leaving them alone, just trying to get a, an answer out of them. I find those to be just invasive and weird. I hate watching them. And then Danielle continues to be like our voice. She's like, no, I'm not excited to see him. Okay. Yeah, I'm more mad at Sandoval, but how the hell do you not say anything for all that time? And I'm like, yes, I didn't think I would want to see this footage of like Schwartz or whatever, but it's nice having it coming from it coming to me through this lens, not just like, hey, we're pretending like nothing's happened. Tom Schwartz is here, you know, which is kind of what I thought was going to happen. But I like that we're at least addressing it. All right. So they get ready to go to the slopes. They're on their way to the slopes. And Corey's like, so Alex, who are you going for? You know, because whoever you go for is who I'm going to go for, which is says it all. And he's not kidding, right? I think we all can agree he's definitely not kidding. Alex says, Jordan, Danielle, and the short one too, maybe. <laughs> the short one. Jordan tells the girls that uh, Alex and Brian both tried to kiss her and they're like, both of them? It's like, yes, I do. Just out of nowhere, 
fucking Alex went for the lunge. And then the Brian one caught her out of nowhere. Like, that one really caught me out of nowhere. I was like, no, he's not. He hasn't even... Never mind. Dude, Kyle opens the sunroof. This is something I would do. Opens the sunroof and ice... Like, chunks of ice come into the car. That is 100% something I would do. I'm dumb like that. The tubing activities look super fun. It's that's it's giving us what we definitely want. Corey and Kyle talk to Katie and Malia on a little break about how they're going to go out that night, and Malia calls Corey an absolute hazard. Great term. Corey asks Malia what her type is, and she, and he's like, uh, besides, like clearly, you know, me, and she says, um, intelligent. Okay, all right, Malia. Okay, you got him there. Malia and Katie both in their confessionals admit that they're totally like turned on by Corey and think he could do everything really well. Uh, but they're like, look at us, a douchebag in a situation ship. And we're like, we're totally feeling him. And it's this it's true. Danielle and Alex talk. He thinks her coming tubing is like super cool. He's like, thanks for coming. I'm like, where else would she go? But then he goes, oh, my God, she's hot and she does stuff. You're intimidating to me. (laughs) Literally everyone is there tubing together. So this is some bullshit, buddy. These are just lines that you use, okay? Danielle says, look, I appreciate that, but focus on one girl at a time, maybe. And Alex totally pretends not to remember going in for the kiss with Jordan. Look, while I can, because I've done it, I've blacked out so many times I can't even count in my life. It's just convenient that he's forgotten that. Because he did say he woke up with anxiety because he's like, fuck, what happened? What I do? Um, So far, not impressed with Alex, I got to say. But Danielle's confessional shows that she's the real one. She says, Jordan is my friend, and without knowing where she stands, why would I want to go there? That's right, bitch. That's right. Exactly. All right. Final moment is Schwartz arriving. This is huge intro. And I just got to say, when they show when they show Schwartz in his confessional, I was like, wow. What happened to his lips? Like, something happened to his mouth. It's like it's kind of deformed or something. I can't tell. I'm like, was there an injury? Because it's I – sh- I need to go back and look at – I mean, I'm not just saying it looks like age. It's like his facial structure looks totally different. And I'm like, what – is that just from partying? Because that's sad. But he feels like he's been thrust into a parallel universe. He's right smack in the middle of this stuff. He gets in the house and he gets on his knees so happy to be there. And his final line of his confessional is, I feel like I've become a side character in someone else's movie. I'm like, I feel like you've kind of always been. Like, that's sort of Schwartz. And I feel like he likes that. He's like, I'm not the main character. I definitely am not the main character even in my own movie. Someone Can someone else be the lead in my movie? You know? The trailer. I'll go through some points on this trailer. We're going to get Captain Sandy, Riley, and Aisha, which is crazy. Uh, Katie and Schwartz are going to hook up. Interesting. Malia and Jordan are both going to want Corey. And it looks like Malia literally like jumps onto Corey's face to kiss him. 
Danielle and Alex have a little flirt, and then I think it looks like he goes for Jordan. And then also there's some chick who comes back to the house at, at like some party, and Alex hits on her right in front of Danielle. And Danielle is like, uh, we just had sex 20 minutes ago. Malia tells Danielle, um, and I can't tell who's sitting with her. It's a guy and a girl. And Malia is like, everyone is attacking Jordan and she didn't do shit. And Kyle's like comforting Jordan. So I don't know if that's related to Alex or what. Sam arrives and of course she gets all up in Malia's face. And I feel like I'm going to actually be more like on Malia's side here because Sam, uh, your man is the problem. Okay. He is the problem. Okay, guys, um, let's see. Tonight, I'm recording this on Wednesday night, kind of late, uh, but it is Beverly Hills. Pia and I are going to recap that along with Southern Charm on Friday. So the Beverly Hills recap and the Southern Charm re- recap will be together on Friday. So I know I'm going to get a lot of like, when are you putting out Beverly Hills? It, Friday. Okay. Friday. I'm kind of like, I'm not as pumped about this season. It doesn't have the same impact as like what it was like to recap last season. Well, I guess that's not how it started. Last season started like any other season, but it became such a chore to watch it. And like, it took an emotional toll and it was like necessary for Pia and I to record immediately after whatever. But I'm just trying to like set an expectation um, this go round. Um, cause I can't, I just physically can't cover all these shows like individually anymore. Cause I just end up behind and like, <laughs> anywho, um, love you guys. Mean it. And see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not bravo she speaks it all it's available everywhere you get your podcasts just like this show make sure you're following me on the social medias i am she speaks bravo across all platforms thank you so much for any support you give the show even if it's just listening appreciate you love you mean it see you soon it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.